The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. Happy Trinity Sunday to everyone. This feast day has always got a special place in my own heart because it was like my first mass I ever preached at as a deacon was on Trinity Sunday. And I remember stressing out, trying to write the perfect theological homily, which is what you do when you're a young priest. And, um, and, and the theme that I preached on, on that first homily I ever gave, it's, a, it's one that I continue to go back to over and over and over again, which, which is really like, why does it matter that we believe that God is a trinity of persons? And because it is what makes Christianity completely unique in, in world religions class that I had in college, we sort of looked at you know, the three monotheistic religions of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. But Christianity is completely different because we believe that God is one God, but in three persons, and that those three persons have always been in relationship with each other. And so we can say that God is love precisely because God is a trinity, and and those three persons of the Trinity have always been in this relationship of life and love. And when we say that we're created in his image, that means that we're created in the image of a relationship of life and love and, and that living out the image of God that we've been created in means that we're created precisely for love. Which is completely different than if God were just one person. Because if God were one person, love would be impossible for God. Because love always requires another. Love always requires another. And if God were one person that one person would be completely different than everything he created and by necessity he would be a master and not a father. And in fact, that's how God is viewed in the other monotheistic religions as as more of a master than a father. And we as a people are viewed more as servants than as sons and daughters. And it's a really, really, really important point that John Paul II revisited over and over and over again in his pontificate when 
he would quote himself in his first document that he wrote where he says, man cannot live without love. He remains a being that is incomprehensible to himself. His life is senseless. If love is not revealed to him, if he does not encounter love, if he does not experience it and make it his own, if he does not participate intimately in it, that the fullness of life that we're created for is about living in love and being created for love. And, and that's really the deepest longing of our heart is to be in relationship with others and, and to have the kind of love that the Lord wishes to bestow upon us. Pope Benedict sort of breaks that down even further when he would write about the image of God and and he says that the real God is by his very nature entirely being from the Father or being for the Father, being from the Son and being with the Holy Spirit. And, and when he says that, he's breaking down what it means to love, that there's, there's a certain kind of love that is sacrificial love, and it's the love that we have for others. It's the way that we spend our lives in service of others. It's the way that we take care of others. There's a being from kind of love, which is what we experience in being sons and daughters. It's, it's the kind of love that simply delights in the love of another the kind of love by which we entrust ourselves to the care of another person. Just as the son entrusts himself to the care of the father, most especially on the cross when he says, into your hands, Lord, I commend my spirit. And there's this being with kind of love, which is more interdependent. It's what we experience ourselves in friendships. It's what we experience ourselves in, in marriage relationships. where sometimes we're sacrificing for the other, at other times we're entrusting our heart to the other. And when Pope Benedict describes these kinds of love, he says that man for his part is God's image precisely, precisely insofar as the from, with, and for constitute the fundamental anthropological pattern. Which, which means there's a pattern of love in our lives. And, and the most fundamental of those is that being from kind of love. The most fundamental is being children of God or being beloved sons and daughters. And, and so the most important and fundamental love is that love by which I entrust my heart to another person. And then as we grow, we develop those being with relationships, our friendships, our sibling relationships. A friendship becomes a marriage. And when we have our own children or or our own spiritual children, we become mothers and fathers who sacrificially love those who have been entrusted to our care. And that pattern of love matters. And so living life in the image of God, who is a trinity, means like that that we always keep that priority of first and foremost, the most important thing is how am I living as a beloved son or beloved daughter, then as a friend or a sibling or a spouse, then as someone who lives their life at the service of others. 
And whenever we get that priority goofed up, because it's always our preference, like most of us would rather, I think I was talking to a young person last week and, and he was just like, yeah, Father, I'd rather like take care of other people than let people take care of me. Like, like we all would rather do that, I think. It's easier to do that. It's easier to take care of other people than to let people take care of me. But whenever we get that like goofed up, that pattern, Pope Benedict says we're not on our way to divinity, but to dehumanization. That, that it's really not a human way of living to, to be more concerned about the way I sacrifice my life for others than to be living as a son or a daughter. Or it's not living in the image of God who is a trinity when we live our lives in isolation or when we cut ourselves off from people or when we spend a lot of time by ourselves, when we'd prefer to be by ourselves than with others, when uh, maybe out of fear or whatever it might be, we, we, we're reluctant to let other people really know who we are. All of those things are against the image of God. All of those things are the result of sin. And what our Lord calls us to and what he came to restore is the fullness of God's image in our lives and is the fullness of love in our lives. And, and as we live our life in love, we reveal and glorify God. And the world sees that God is real. which is an amazing thing. And it's such an important thing in our own time and in our own world where, where the kind of culture of individualism that we have always had as Americans is, is kind of moving into extremes. Where we have the inability to to tolerate people who have different ideas than we have. Like all of those things, they, they act against the image of God and, and that life of love that we're called to and the life of love that we long for. And we always end up in loneliness and we always end up in, in kind of a miserable state when we choose isolation over communion. when we choose to live as if we're created to be in the image of one person rather than in the image of three people that are in this eternal life of communion and love. And I was on the phone with a priest the other, like yesterday, <clears throat> I'm going to Arlington in a couple of weeks to go to a wedding. And uh, so I called a seminary classmate, I haven't talked to him in a long time. And uh, he was asking me what I was doing. And I said, oh, I'm a pastor of these two small parishes and it's really great. And it's kind of 20 minutes outside of Lincoln. And, um, and, uh, and so, and then he, he asked this question. He was like, is that isolating to be there? <laughs> and, uh, and I really, I, I kind of laughed and I was like, well, like it's only isolating when I let it be, right? It's only isolating when I let it be. Like when I forget that my phone works, it's isolating. Or it's isolating when um, yeah, it's isolating when I'm not 
letting people know me. It's isolating when I'm not staying in touch with my friends, but that's, that's the case everywhere, right? It's the case everywhere. And, and it, it really comes down to it's isolating when I stop and I forget that I'm created in the image of God and when I forget to be in relationship. You know, there's, there's this theory that circulates among priests that if, if we just had like five priests live in the same house, like we priests wouldn't have problems and they'd all have like these friendships and it would be amazing. And I'm not really sure that's true because if you live with five people you don't like, it's like more isolating than anything, you know? <laughs> and, and, and the important thing is like keeping that priority of like, I'm a beloved son of the father. And, and the same thing can happen in family life. Right? The same thing can happen in family life that um, like we can live together and not be in real relationship. Um, and, uh, and we have to remember, we have to remember that, that we really cannot live without love. And it is the deepest longing of our hearts. And, and as we take that risk to be in real relationship with others, we always find God there. And so today let us pray that that we may continue to draw closer to the love of our Lord and, and continue to learn what it means to entrust our, our whole hearts to him. And that as we grow in his image, we may become witnesses to the fact that God is real, that he is three persons, and that God is, in fact, love. 